With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello and welcome to Rich Ferraro's Forest Rumble. We have a match report today uh, with a difference. Um, today is Sabri Lamushi's first anniversary as Forest Manager and how strange it feels to keep a manager for an actual whole year. Um, and uh, Forest celebrated by getting a 3-1 win over Huddersfield Town in a match that saw two well-taken goals from Lewis Graben, a goal at the other end from Colin Grant, the other kind of major goal scorer on the pitch, um, there's a penalty that wasn't given, another non-penalty that was. And also, in a weekend of silly red cards in the Championship, let's get another one uh, on the board. Um, I'm joined today by uh, Brady Frost from the And He Takes That Chance website, a Huddersfield Town website and podcast. Hi there, Brady. Hi, Rich. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Um, let's start off by talking about team selection. Um Fewer changes for Forrest than there were for your lot. Um, Forrest made one change, but it was a very, very important one. As um, our team captain, uh, Ben Watson, came back into midfield at the expense of Ryan Yates. And um, there was no Samba So to be seen, even though there was talk that he was fit. Um, I guess we're still kind of nursing him through as his knees seem to be made of biscuits. Um, but yeah, a really important change for Forrest that because I... I thought Watson played with some quiet authority in midfield. Um, I suspect he probably rubs you up quite a lot the wrong way as well, Brady. But um, tell us about your team changes. Yeah, so we had um, Danny Simpson. We've had a bit of a contract issue with Danny Simpson. So um, we had the young uh, uh, Domenico Delaney come in at right back. And I don't think he had too too bad a game. Uh, We had Andy King come in um, and Pritchard um, come in as well. I think... It was needed, given how terrible uh, we played against Wigan. I don't know if any of you Forest fans got to see that, but um, yeah, we just didn't really turn up. So I think changes were needed. And to be honest, um, obviously I'm looking at it from a from a biased uh, perspective, but I actually thought we played okay um, to start off with. I, I think um, you know, obviously you guys hit the post, but I did think it was kind of even. Um, 
until until Graben, you know, got his first, which was I have to say was a really well taken goal. Um, you could say we could have defended that better. And yeah, I, I think um, good result for you guys. I think if I'm being completely honest, we made it really easy for you. And you know, um, again, I'd be interested to hear what you think. But uh, I don't think we, you know, I don't think you guys particularly had to, um, you know, turn on the uh, the fireworks to uh, to win. To be honest, I think we uh, we we handed it to you. I have to say, in the end, um, it's easy to say after the end of a match, but in the end, it was probably a bit easier than I thought it was going to be. Uh, like you say, in the first half, uh, Forrest hit the post very, very early on. Um, Sammy Oniobi, um, sort of, he tried to measure his shot and place it into the far corner through a forest of legs. Um, and as sometimes happens, he, you know, to use the old cliche, it was almost too precise and it ended up uh, hitting the post, sort of bouncing back off Lursal and then going sort of along the face of the goal. Um, so he was a bit unfortunate there. That was after some really, really good work from Joe Lolly down the right-hand side. Um, and um, to start off with, it seemed as though all of the action was taking place down that near touchline. So for Forrest, they were attacking uh, with um, Joe Lolly and then also Brennan Johnson made a break down that same side. Um, but then when you went down the same side, attacking Matty Cash in our right-back position, um, well, there was a penalty that could have been given, wasn't given. Um, give me your view on that one, Brady. Um, I th- it's one of them. I think, I think he was looking for it. Uh, I think there was contact and I think he could have given a penalty. So I, th- I think it would have been soft, but I could have seen, you see those kind of penalties being given. And, you know, if we take that, um, you know, and we score, it might be a different game, but um, I feel, I'm sure we'll come on to it. We got penalty at the end and I feel that was kind of sympathy for getting the <laughs> one wrong. Yeah, I mean, I kind I kind of agree with you. Um, it's interesting that you're saying, I think you're being very measured there, but I do think that at first glance, I thought, well, he's gone down too easily there. Uh, mm. I'm not sure sort of how heavy the contact was. At, um, at second glance, when Sky Sports did the replay, which was from behind the Forest goal, I thought, mm. oh, he has made contact. But then what was interesting is I actually thought the referee was very consistent throughout in terms of he didn't give free kicks or indeed penalties if the players went down too easily. Um, And I thought that was not only shown with the non-award of that potential penalty, but also a number of free kicks, um, particularly in the middle third of the pitch, um, where quite often referees do just blow the whistle and stop it. I thought he was relatively consistent with that, I have to say. Um, Okay, so it could have been 1-1, but it wasn't. And as is so often the case... Um, in terms of matches at the city ground, but I guess also as Huddersfield are threatened with relegation, when you are in a bad situation, that first goal is all important. For Forest, the first goal is important at home because if we don't get it, we don't always get the result. Um, if we do get it, we quite often get the result. For you lot, it's important because if you concede the first goal, then your heads will go down. And I thought it was really, really significant that uh, Lewis Graben's uh, two goals came just either side of half time, don't you? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think, um, like, I, like I kind of alluded to earlier, I think it was a fairly even game um, before that. Um, we could have defended it better, but you know, Gravins took the first goal very well. Um, I 
you know, and I, I suppose he was a bit of the difference for these a proven championship striker. I think from Huddersfield perspective, to concede the second one, it was just it's just a basic error from uh, Christopher Schindler, really, who you know has been has done so great for the club. You know, when obviously in our promotion season, scored the winning penalty to to get us promoted to the Premier League, um, and I just I think what's been really concerning for um, Huddersfield Town fans is. It, it seems to be individual mistakes and it seems to be stuff that could be easily avoided. I mean, you know, um, if you take away the first goal, um, we could have closed down the cross better, but certainly your second and third, I think were basic errors and, you know, quite avoidable. And as I've kind of touched on, I don't think, you know, you guys had to do much to beat us today. And I think that's the the difficult thing to take because, you know, we didn't really offer anything going forward either. I thought we were a bit toothless, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, um, what I thought, so with Graben's first goal, and it's worth talking about because it was it was a really, it was a Shearer-esque volley, really. Um, mm. But the thing that made it, I mean, Joe Worrell gets plaudits for putting in a winger's cross when he's a centre-half. But uh, the thing that made it was you saw, if you watch it on the replay, you can see Graben, the way he backpedals away to lose his to lose his defenders, which means he is in um, three or four yards of space, and he's anticipating that your defender's going to miss the header. So he's mm. watching that ball like an absolute hawk, which means he makes really true contact and is able to get really, really good power as well as direction on it. Um, so, you know, it's a real masterclass in technique, but also the work he did to create that space was very, very important. I agree with you. I think the goal just after half time, if I was a Huddersfield, I'd be really, really um, annoyed about that because, yeah, sure, you can say, well, Schindler made an error. But the other thing that I noticed is uh, Richard Stearman, um, what was he doing? He was about five yards behind the rest of the team and totally playing grabbing on side. It was, it was, I mean, nothing's ever easy, but the weight of the pass from Amiobi was really, really good, which meant that Graben could run onto it. But it meant mm. he had so much space. Yeah, that Schindler, I, th- I think personally this season, has been bullied in the Championship. Obviously, being in the Premier League, you get used to getting certain fouls that you don't you don't really get in the Championship. Um, and he, he seems to get bullied a lot, um, particularly when we played Wigan last um, last week. He for more just uh, you know, swatted him aside, really. Stearman has come off uh, both in today's game and the previous game. And... It is it is a bit of a cause for concern because you know prior to lockdown you know we signed Stearman from Sheffield United in, in January and I think uh, he had he had performed really well um, you know he he was happy to stick his head in and uh, clear up the do the dirty bits of the job that Schindler doesn't want to do um, you know and it's really disappointing to, to see Schindler and Stearman put in a bad game particularly Schindler given what he's done for the club. I mentioned about how important it was that Ben Watson came in. Um, he did, uh, you know, uh, he towed the, he treaded the line a little bit in terms of he got a yellow card in the first half and he was kind of giving it a bit of mouth and a little bit of needle in the middle of the park. I should imagine he was doing it to do exactly what he, he seemed to achieve, which was to rattle your midfield. Um, the other change was uh, at half time. So Brennan Johnson hadn't done badly at all in, um, in the first half playing in the number 10 role. And he did a decent job, but it was a really important tactical change that Sabri Lamushi made because Thiago Silva had been playing in the deeper midfield role. And I didn't think he had a very good first half. I was just thinking he's not, he's not suited to that. Um, and sure enough, uh, Johnson came off at halftime. 
Ryan Yates came on to sit alongside Watson um, and uh, and then that meant that Silver could move further forward. And the Sky Sports commentators made a really good point, which is that um, Silver's positional intelligence and his ability to sort of stretch uh, your midfield across the width of the park did make a massive difference in terms of basically it put Forrest on top, not just the two-goal cushion, obviously, but it meant that your defence and your defensive midfielder suddenly looked a lot less sure-footed. Um, so also worth mentioning that Ryan Yates, he's a player, we've got a banner in the Trent end, which says every single one of us is behind every single one of you. And I have to say, I look at that and I think, no, not all Forest fans are behind Ryan Yates because he's the current scapegoat. Um, right. And he's definitely one who plays with enthusiasm rather than ability, but by his own admission. I thought he had a really good, ma- uh, really good match when he came on in the second half today, and of course for him to cap it off by, by you know, getting in and getting that uh, all important third goal. Um, I, I, to be honest, I thought you were bullied out of a little bit in, in that second half. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with you. I think um, touching on what you said about Watson earlier, you know, um, that's kind. Of, you need those type of players. I think he, you know, he flirted, you know, skirted the line a bit. Um, obviously picked up that yellow. He did a couple of niggly fouls, but you know that's that's what you want. You want someone who's committed and is going to try it. You know, Jonathan Hogg has been that player for us um, normally, but who toes the line. Um, but he wasn't really on it today. You know, like I say, obviously he talked about the tactical changes, but you know, I, I don't want to not give you guys credit because um, you've got to beat what's in front of you. But um, we, we just made it so easy for you guys, you know. Um, you know, credit, credit to you guys, you know. You've got a great player in Lewis Grab and you've got a good squad. Um, you know, I thought Joe Lolly played really well today, yeah. um, you know, um, as well. And, yeah, you know, credit to you. I think, um, you know, I wish you kind of all the best for the playoffs. I, I do think you, uh, you're you tough oh, to beat. Oh, we're not so there yet, Brady. We're not there yet. Thanks for listening to the Forest Ramble podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review on your podcast provider as this helps other Forest supporters find our content. Regular listeners to this podcast know that I love Shroud Carvalho. And for the benefit of anyone who's new to this, listening um, for the first time, I think most Forest fans really want Carvalho to do well. He's got a big price tag on his head. It's not his fault. It has weighed him down. So for Carvalho to come on and actually get a few touches of the ball, he came so close to scoring a really good, strong left hand from Jonas Lussel. Um, and that conceded the corner that from which Forrest scored the third goal. And then young Alex Martin came on, um, has, uh, I think, made one league sub-appearance before, and he almost scored as well. So, um, you know, it could have been more for Forrest. Um, but what I, you know, those are kinds of incidental points um i think we need to in a weekend where there were loads and loads of ridiculous red cards in the championship there's a fair amount of violence at various points bad tackles a few fights um you know uh, the uh, the reading uh, v derby uh, thing was was obviously a talking point in the east midlands but then there's also Luton v swansea so it's been quite a violent weekend in the championship and uh janino bakuna didn't want to be left out did he no, no. Um, I, I mean, what what can you say about that? It's it's just um, it's just unprofessional, really, in my opinion. Um, you know, I suppose this I can't really stick up for him, to be quite honest. I, I thought your number nine, you know, it's a bit cheeky, you know, to 
you obviously heard the whistle and he's still carrying on, but look, that happens. That happens in football. And he got a yellow card for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you don't do that. I mean, I saw some fans trying to say, oh, that was only a yellow. It was a red. It was 100% a red. You know, he could have injured him really badly. And what was it, the 89th minute with 3-0 down? There's no need to make that challenge. If it's, you know, if it's one... If it's one nil to you guys and you know we've looked all right, then I still can't justify it. But you know it makes a little bit more sense, I suppose. That's, but... that's the kind of thing you might do as a professional foul. So if you're one nil up and the whistle yeah. hasn't already gone for the foul, you can see why he might want to take the guy down and take the consequence of it. Yeah, um, but yeah, and and what's also interesting, a lot of the kind of bad tackles and things in we've seen that fatigue is a real factor in lockdown football. So last weekend, there were loads and loads of late goals. Um, This weekend, there've been loads and loads of really rash challenges and everything. A lot of them coming late on in the match and a lot of the fights happening late on in the match. And so you just think, well, it's frustration with tired players who are, you know, they're, they're just going in that little bit too late and, you know, they're not quite up to speed yet. Bakuna had no excuse because he came on as a sub he knew what the score was when he came on. Um, and, and also interesting to know that Danny Cowley, who probably is the kind of manager who probably would stick up for his players in public, had no defence for him. I mean, how, how can you? You know, how can you, Rich? It was, um... Well, across the division, I always thought it was going to be people getting muscle injuries. It was going to be a big factor. Um, and, and last weekend, it looked as though players were in danger of suffering from that. But it looks as though it could be suspensions because... Tom Lawrence is going to be suspended for the Derby Forest match next weekend. Um, Mm. And I have not checked out the fixtures, but I think Alex Mitrovic, assuming he gets that three match ban for his, uh, his elbow and sort of assault on the, uh, uh, over the weekend, um, he might miss the match against Forest as well. And, you know, if we're playing those kinds of matches where we are playing teams, who've still got lots to play for and who are our rivals, um, Mm that could be potentially significant. So uh, it'll be interesting to know, like you say, you in a relegation dogfight, you need every player, particularly someone who's got something that the rest of your squad don't. Um, yeah. It's time to draw this conversation to a close. I want to say a massive thank you to Brady. Um, do you want to just explain why your website is called And He Takes That Chance? Because you mentioned Christopher yeah. Schindler. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, interesting fact for you, for you guys. Um, so we're called, we're the Huddersfield Town pod, uh, Fan Podcast, can't even say it. Uh, Annie Takes That Chance. Uh, the reason we're called Annie Takes That Chance is um, Christopher Schindler in the playoff final against Reading. Uh, he's taking up the penalty that could take us to the Premier League. Um, commentator goes, and Christopher Schindler has that, uh, has the chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town history. Annie Takes That Chance. Um you know, feels feels like a long time ago, <laughs> three years ago. But uh, seems complete contrast now. But um, yeah, one of the one of the happier days in our, our history. Um, yeah, uh, and you know, I was lucky enough to be there at Wembley. So uh, uh, you have to you have you have to have the lows to appreciate the highs. Let's put it that way. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we can say that as a team, we've been out of the Premier League for twenty years. <laughs> um, All right, so a big thank you to Brady. Commiserations on the result. To you, listeners, we'll be back with a mini-match report after the Bristol City match on Wednesday, and we'll have a special podcast for you after the the big derby against, well, derby, next weekend.
Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.